The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. I'm broadcasting live, closet with wooden floors. I didn't even think about the fact that like, you got to have insulation on the ground when you're talking in a podcast. Uh, anywho, Baker Mayfield traded to the Carolina Panthers. A not so shocking, but like big, huge offseason trade in the sense of like the timing and, and the ramifications. And joining me to break it down, the one, the only Jared Dubin. Dubs, what's up, buddy? I'm doing fine. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Um, moving is the worst thing in the entire world. Can confirm. <laughs> and um, don't really want to ever do it again. Um, and I got I'm waiting on anyway. Um, yeah, like I bet it's a, I bet moving is a lot easier for Baker Mayfield. Like I bet Baker's happy about moving now. He's probably moving a further distance, but he's also probably got, you know, he can ship everything and doesn't have well, to. I mean, like, if you're like, he's going to be getting, he's actually going to be taking a pay cut. Um, and we'll get, we'll get to all that and the ramifications of that. Um, but he took a slight pay cut for this season. The the move means that he's like, he's got enough money though, where he can just pay people to move all of his stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, he wait, doesn't he's, have ta- to think, yeah, he's taking a pay cut. I thought that it was, they were splitting the money between the Browns and Panthers. Uh, Baker actually took a $3.5 million pay cut. As part of the deal, but according to Mike Garofalo of NFL Network, he's going to be able to earn it back in incentives. So presumably, like if the Panthers get to the playoffs, you know, and Baker's a Pro Bowler, then Baker's going to get three point five million. That would be my guess. Like, I doubt it's like a Super Bowl appearance incentive. That would be kind of insane. I, I mean, I guess if you want to get traded, then giving away three point five million potentially might be worth it. I would have a very hard time giving away three and a half million dollars, but I also don't already have you know three or four years worth of number one pick salary. So it's there a now I'm not, now I'm not, now my ears are gone, but I'm not, I'm no longer in like a, a closet. I'm at Carter Finley stadium. Wow. The magic of technology, everybody. Wait, what stadium? Oh, it's NC state. Yeah. The greatest stadium in, in the history of the world. Dude. Sure. You know, some people say that PNC arena is really just the Madison square garden of the South. Some people being you on Twitter. <laughs> nah, nobody, no, no, nobody. <laughs> That's not a thing anybody says. Um, anyway, so the uh, Baker Mayfield trade, I believe the can the it was just simply a fifth round pick, right? I mean, right. like because I mean, this is not the the Browns had to trade Baker. There was really only two suitors. Maybe you can make the case that somebody else could bring him in as a backup and try to like you know like, like the the Bucks could get him and think Tom Brady might move on after this year. But by and large, it was like the Panthers and the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like the the Seahawks had a whole lot of interest. So it came down to did the Panthers want to pay for a significant chunk of Baker Mayfield's salary and were the Browns willing to eat enough of the salary. I, I find the, t- the, the timing of it a little interesting in the sense that if I was Cleveland, and we talked about this last week on the pod, but if I'm Cleveland, I'm probably more inclined to, to have pushed back this decision even further while waiting to find out what the deal with Deshaun Watson is and seeing if there was some way to repair the relationship with Baker 
and knowing that you just gave Carolina a massive up your, your opponent in week one, you just gave them a massive upgrade at quarterback over Sam Donald and Matt Corral. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much the, the week one thing matters to me if, from the Browns perspective. Um, it's only one of their 17 games and it's not like they're going to see the Panthers a whole lot of times over the course of, you know, Deshaun Watson's contract or even however much longer Baker plays in Carolina, if it's beyond this year, um, I would imagine they just set a certain price and this was when they happened to get it. And that's why they made the move now, as opposed to waiting the, to me, the, the benefit of waiting would have been if somebody else's starter gets hurt during training camp, as opposed to like, we're going to bring Baker back. I don't really see how that would have been tenable for them, especially since he was basically like, I'm not doing that. Like, is it worth trying to mend the relationship to have him start however many games Deshaun gets suspended for? Um, from their perspective, I, I think I would rather have the pick. I'm curious if the conditional fifth means it's a fifth that can get better or it's something that can turn into a fifth based on the conditions. Mm. But I think from the Panthers' perspective, it's way more interesting. They now have given up a second, fourth, and sixth round pick to get Sam Darnold, a third and a fourth to move up to get Matt Corral, and now a fifth to get Baker Mayfield. And I would say, like, are you even sold on their quarterback situation at this point? That it's going to be, like, even average quarterback play? Like, they're still looking at, like, you know, bottom 10 quarterback play probably. And to have spent all that much draft capital is – it's pretty wild to get basically not that much in return for that. Yeah. All right. So on, on that aspect, let's talk about that aspect. Cause I think that's really important about this. Um, you know, Baker is two things can be true. One Baker can be easily the best quarterback in the Panthers quarterback room. And I think mm-hmm. that is absolutely the case. Um, two Baker can absolutely be, or Baker can easily be an upgrade. And you know, obviously if he's the best quarterback. He's an upgrade. And I think he is a significant upgrade. And I think, and I said this, um, you know, I've been saying this all basically off season is like Matt rule at some point was going to have to say, Hey, look, taps, taps or whatever. Dave, <laughs> um, big Papa, big Papa brass. I mean, like whatever he calls him, like, like I, if you, if Matt rule is going to come to the season and, and probably still will like minus 200 to be the first coach fired. Like he is very clearly the most likely coach to be fired. I think in the entire NFL. Um, and if you don't go out and get Baker, who presented the last possible decent upgrade over Sam Darnold and, and, and Matt Corral, uh, you know, one of whom, you know, has struggled his entire career and wasn't great last season, uh, aside from the, you know, the, some decent performances early on against the Jets, Giants, and Texans when they started 3-0 and and when Christian McCaffrey was there. Um, you know, you're, you're basically stealing your own fate. And so, like, I understand why they went and got Baker Mayfield. However, I agree completely with you. <clears throat> And I got ripped to shreds. It's like the Pick Six podcast most watched YouTube video of all time is when I like went on this rant about the Panthers trading up to get Matt Corral. And it's not because I don't like Matt Corral. It's because what exactly what you just said. You gave up a ton of like high level draft capital for Sam Darnold and Matt Corral. People are like, oh, it's just a third round pick. No, that's not. It's not just a third round pick. Like, this is how you build teams. You have to have, like, you're, you know, eventually you're going to have to get superstars. And you see it on the screen right now. It's like D.J. Moore, you know, three-year, $61.9 million extension. They're going to have to pay Brian Burns at some point. 
Um, you know, Derek Brown will be due for a contract extension. Uh, you know, other players in the secondary as well. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey eats up a ton of cap space. You know, I know, you know, Icky Aquano is a, is a rookie, but I mean, you're three years in, if he's playing the way you expect him to, he's going to get a massive contract. And so like you in the NFL, if you are correctly building a team, you are going to be bringing in superstars and then you have to be supplementing it with good picks in the mid rounds. And the Panthers like just can't make any picks the last <laughs> couple of years. Cause they give them all away for these quarterbacks who just aren't that even that good. And like, it'd be one thing if they were taking flyers on, you know, like, or you're like, you give up, like, like the Rams give him two first for Matthew Stafford. Like there's an established performance level from this guy over the course of his career. You know, that's one thing. Um, but you're, you know, I don't mind like taking a flyer on like the Baker trade itself for the fifth. I'm fine with, you know, it's yeah, a dark with the corral trades. It's like coupled with, it's like all three. It's like, you just gave up a bunch of like, what amounts to like, I bet if you add up all the picks they use on these quarterbacks, I bet it amounts to something like close to a first round pick in terms of draft capital. Yeah. The Baker trade in a vacuum is perfectly fine. Like they gave up yeah. a fifth round pick for you know, a one-year flyer on a guy who has at least shown the ability to be a competent NFL starter and even better than that when everything is working in his favor in Cleveland when he's had really good offensive line play and the run game going and the play action all married together. Like, he's played at a, a, a decently high level when that's happened. It's basically when anything is off where if, if one offensive lineman was hurt or, if, you know, they the one wide receiver was out or the run game wasn't working perfectly, then things have kind of fallen apart for him. But a fifth-round pick for that is perfectly fine. Like, that's that's a reasonable price to pay. It's having also thrown five more draft picks at yep. two other options who are, you know, in an ideal world now, not going to play for you. And it's one thing if you're, you know, giving up draft capital. <coughs> Bless you. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, right, right. It's one thing if you're giving up draft pill draft capital and actually getting your starter with that draft capital. But they went, you know, from, I think yeah. from the number six pick until like the fourth round, this year before they made a draft pick, they just had nothing on day so two the third round. Cause they traded up into the third oh, right, round. They they back around. All right. Yeah. They I mean, were supposed like, to go until the fourth round, but yes. they moved up by giving up. I think this year's or next, next year's uh, yeah, next right. year, uh, this year's fourth, which is like one and one And then next year's third, which again, people are like, Oh, it's not much. It's like, no, that that's actually a lot. Like you were, you know, yeah. and then when you factor in the, yeah, the Darnold stuff, yeah, exactly. And you see on the screen, um, the, the, yeah, it's, re- it's really interesting because the Panthers' win total was six, um, juiced to the under minus 120 at Caesars. And now you go from 5.6 projected wins, according to Sportsline with Darnold, to 6.3 for Mayfield. Um, you know, the chance of division, you double your division chances up to 2.5%. And I mean, if Tom Brady plays 17 games, you're just not winning the division in Carolina. Neither is Atlanta or New Orleans. Doubling uh, your playoff odds is pretty hey, good. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking at, too, is you go from 4.4% to 8.8%. I mean, it's not even like you're, you're not even in, you're telling me there's a chance territory. You're in like, Hey, I mean, you know, 10% chance to make the playoffs for like, I mean, Matt rule probably signed for that right now, like one in 10 chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. And you've it, gone from little, like uh one in 25 to one in 11 ish. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a significant upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, for a relatively low cost, like the, the money on the cap sheet is not insignificant, but that's one year. a lot less than you're paying for most starting quarterbacks. Yeah. And I mean, like now you do have to factor that you're also paying Sam Darnold $18 million and, you know, Matt Corral's on the you know, rookie deal. So he's pretty cheap, but it's like, yeah. I mean, I think when you, when you add up Baker's deal with 
the the construction of this quarterback room has been poorly done, but this is probably the best possible outcome the Panthers could have ended up with coming into this offseason. Like that's the, both things can be true. They could have been a, a Russell Wilson team, I guess, would be the better yeah. option. Um, I don't know how they would have gotten there. Like I don't know how they were beating both Denver's offer of picks and Denver's offer of where Wilson want, would have wanted to go. Um, yeah. I guess. Would you rather have Baker than Jimmy G? He's healthier. Um, yeah, I feel like you get a motivated Baker in the final with playing for a contract. Um, you know, who's been just cast aside by the team that took him number one overall versus Jimmy, Jimmy makes G. more money too. Um, it yeah. would have been more difficult to fit that on the books. And I think um, it's very obvious that, or at least the 49ers have tried to make it obvious that they they want more for Jimmy. Whether or not they can get it, we'll see. But I mean, you know. I mean, I think they could probably get more than a conditional fifth if they're yes. willing to eat some of the money. Um, but how much more? I don't know. And the other thing with Jimmy too is, and like, that's a good comp is like, you weren't going to be able to trade for Jimmy until probably close to training camp because of his shoulder issue. And if, if that's the case, then yeah, you're really in a, like, you know, that's just, that's just, you're running the risk there where you give up a, let's say you give up a third round pick or a fourth round pick, for, which you don't really have. Which they don't have anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, and then Jimmy comes in like, you don't know if he's healthy. He's got to pass a physical, he's got to learn the offense. And like now Baker can be in with the Panthers for the entirety of their off season, which I think is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you know, OTAs and mini camp are gone, but you know, coming into training camp, yeah, presumably as the yeah, starter, like, yeah, yeah. um, and, you know, he's got a couple of weeks to get himself situated there before camp starts to like having it done now is probably something of a comfort. Um, Sig- significantly preferable to the, to the Panthers to getting it done like in the third week of the preseason. Right. Like who was it that got traded? And like, was it Sam Bradford to the Vikings? Was it like the. Yes, because Teddy Bridgewater got hurt yeah. in OT in, in training camp because it wasn't a preseason game because it wasn't televised. It was training camp. It was like a, it was a practice. Got, yeah. yeah, it was just practice. Yeah, I and mean, I think uh, was it Bradford was traded the next day, maybe. I don't remember the exact timing, but it was like it was during camp as opposed to it was, like it now. Was, it was quick when it happened. Because remember, Carson Wentz was going to say Bradford was going to start. Wentz was going to ride the bench, and then they were like, "All right, we can get a first for Shane Bradford, and we think that Wentz is good enough to to play right away." And he, he came in. And he, he was like, "Anyway, he's okay. We don't need to rehash Carson Wentz." But yeah, that was that's sort of the example of. Look at all the draft capital involved with all these quarterbacks we're talking about right now. It's crazy, dude. Like, I mean, think about how much draft capital has been traded for Wentz three times now. It's wild. Why do people keep doing it? I don't get it. But like, but to your point, like, if if the Browns played chicken like that with Baker, they could have got a team in training camp who suffer who deals with that injury, and you know maybe they get a little bit more for him. But then you have this unhappy Baker situation. You do you, you want to get the money off the cap if you can. Um, you know you do want to get something in return for him, and and you um, can't excuse the fines for camp anymore, right? So you it wouldn't have been like you can just tell him don't come to camp because then he's giving oh, up money. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and I mean I think too like you know you've gone all in on Deshaun Watson. You know you he's going to get suspended at some point. Like you got to you know. Um, this is a good stat too, by the way. Like, like if the, all right, so Baker went eleven and five in 2020, 63% completion, twenty six touchdowns, eight interceptions, ninety-five point nine percent passer rating, six and eight in the last year, sixty-one percent completion, seventeen to thirteen touchdown interceptions, and eighty-three point one passer rating. Like if if the Panthers get twenty twenty Baker Mayfield, are they a fringe playoff contender? Um 
2020 Mayfields, um, 60, I guess the NFC is not really that good. Um, but it's also, it's hard for me to see the Panthers offense producing the same Mayfield that that 2020 Browns offense did. He was just so insulated in terms of that offensive line and Chubb and hunt and Stefanski doing the play calling. Like he's got Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator now. Um, I'm not particularly (laughs) inspired by that. I I will Um, say like, you know, if you look at what Carolina did with their offensive line, obviously they drafted icky six overall. That's a mm -hmm. huge upgrade at the left tackle spot for them. Um, that moves, you know, Brady Christensen can move into left guard, their third round pick from last year. Bradley Bozeman's a sneaky signing in free agency, and then Austin Corbett, too. Yeah, they Bradley got Bozeman, Bozeman for way less than I thought he was going to get on the yeah, free agent I mean, market. I mean, I think you can make the case that the Panthers, I don't know that you would make a case that they're like a. a um, it's better than last year. It's not close to the 2020 Browns. No, 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 not close. But it's like somewhere in between. It's, it's, I mean, I think you can make the case that they could definitely be above average as an offensive line if everything breaks right you would think it's going to be a non-disaster at the very least which is different from last year it's not different from what baker had in cleveland last year um or no it is different from what baker had in that it's worse Uh, (laughs) you know he still had a good offensive line last year i'm just saying like you can i mean again i'm pessimistic for the panthers but like you can definitely make the case that their offensive line's improved and yeah. that if christian mccaffrey's plays finally gets 17 games or a full seat close to a full season you know and, and yeah he's more, got good he, weapons you know dj yeah, Moore, like, robbie anderson terrace marshall um yeah and I mean, tommy tremble i still i still have questions about matt rule as a head coach especially like in-game stuff i mean i think that's mm-hmm. perfectly fair and just uh, overall th- philosophy i think too like he you know feuded with his offensive coordinator because the coordinator wanted to throw the ball too often yeah. like it's just a backwards looking philosophy um, yeah, especially if your quarterback is bad and you're trying to be like we have to run all the time you're just putting him in bad situations correct um like sam Darnold never had a great shake of things in carolina yeah, not I mean, that I mean, he would have succeeded, really, anyway. Well, how, how would Sam Darnold <laughs> have been on the 2020 Browns? I, I think, like, not that he would have been Baker. I think he could have been okay. Yeah, I mean, if he was 2021 Baker, that's still not very good. Um, yeah, that's true. We haven't really seen Darnold it put in a position to succeed, but we also haven't seen him show any signs of being able to succeed if he was, you know, like, yeah, yeah. The, the moments are very few and far between for Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, in terms He's been of, put in position to fail and failed, but it's yeah. not like there have been flashes of, wow, this guy could be really good. If you just gave him the, you know, the, the infrastructure to do so. I feel like every um, game you see Sam Darnold, it's like, there's like maybe one or two plays. You're like, Oh, and then like, you're like, ah, nah, 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 nah. and it's not like anything within the structure of the offense. It's like, Oh, he you know got outside and made a throw like over the top of a guy. That kind remember, of stuff is not. He, remember when he was leading the league in rushing touchdowns three games into the season? <laughs> yes, uh, yes, <laughs> amazing. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will discuss what this means for the Browns next. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. 
The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so the Browns, they trade Baker. I mean, we, we, talk, we touched on this a little bit, but like, does it affect your thought process for the Browns, your outlook for the Browns very much at all that they finally made the move that they'd sort of been talked about doing like basically all offseason? Nope. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, you know, not to, yeah, I mean, not to, not to, not to make it short. I mean, there was. We expected like, Jacoby Brissett to start if and when Watson was suspended, and that's still what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't one of the people that thought like, oh, they can mend fences with Baker and he's going to start for them. That just like I just wasn't in that camp. So I would imagine for the people that were, then yeah, it might affect you know your thought process and what would happen for the Browns this year. For me. It really doesn't, and I don't think it weighs on – like, I don't think this tells us all that much about what the Browns think in regards to, you know, when or how long a Watson suspension is coming. I think um, it tells us absolutely zero. Yeah. Like, this, this was a move that they were prepared to do no matter what happens to Watson because, like, they had already – I mean, right, let me ask you a different question. If the Browns could go back in time six months, who was there and and, re, and do whatever they wanted again through the offseason? Who is their quarterback right? Who's quarterback one right now? I mean, from the Browns' perspective or from my yeah, perspective? Yeah, like you, you get to you get to be Jimmy Haslam for the day. I mean, if it was me, I would just you know Baker would start again for one more year. Um, yes, I agree completely. I think that right. they would still like. Based on think, what they've the said, I think they would still do the Watson trade. All right. um, based on you know everything they've said and done since then, sort of seems that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you uh, would you not have really done kinda, that. Yeah, and it, oh, yeah, and, I mean, it, it, you know, it depends on your feelings, like from a moral perspective about trading for um, Watson. I mean, I think I don't know like, I, the fact that like more all these cases started popping up again, like more of them came out after the Watson trade. It's like. It, it, like, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get out of Watson for the next year plus. Like, he could, he could get eight games, 12 games, indefinite suspension that keeps him out for the entire year and then into 2023. And if, like, that's the case, and all of a sudden you 
really wish you kept Baker and, yeah. and you know, trying to figure out a way to make something work and keep get 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 back on the same page and, and to you know and to go to you know to, to just see what he could do in twenty twenty two with a you know proved offensive line. He had Amari Cooper, you know, still uh, you know I would I would prefer to have Baker on that single year deal, knowing you're still you're in purgatory a little bit with, with him because you don't know whether or not you want to give him a huge contract, but uh, the idea that you give Watson this fully guaranteed deal and give up all that you gave up for him. And like, you know, if he didn't play this year, those pick, that, we're talking picks that can be really good for the Texans. And, you know, you just don't know when he's going to be on the field or like, or, or if he's going to be available at all. And so, you know, 2022 with Jacoby is isn't a playoff team for the Browns. No. And all of the, like all of that is correct. And all of it to me, at least is secondary to, you know, the moral implications of, sure trading for someone in you know that has been accused of Watson of what Watson's been accused of and that they did it so soon after a grand jury declined to press charges I think to me shows a misunderstanding of the grand jury process um because first of all a grand jury declining to press charges doesn't mean someone is innocent second of all uh, a new grand jury can be impaneled by the same prosecutor. A new prosecutor could be hired and decide to press charges on their own or impanel a new grand jury. This same prosecutor could decide to press charges even though the grand jury decided not to. New cases can come out and a grand jury can be impaneled based on those cases or they could decide to press charges independent of a grand jury. Usually these prosecutors send these things to a grand jury because they want to punt off the responsibility of being the one that decided whether or not to press charges. And like I'm a lawyer. Prosecutors can get grand juries to do basically whatever they want based on the evidence they present in there. And a lot of times they'll present evidence that, you know, is not sufficient to press charges um, because they don't want to be the guy that screwed up the Deshaun Watson case or whatever it is. Um, The guy guy, guy who brings, are you like, man, there's, we're hearing there's more stuff out there. We don't want to be the guy that, you know, like you, you know, go to the grand jury. Now you, you know, you get the, like you press the charges now and it turns out there's more charges. Like, yeah, I mean, right. no, I mean, middle. all of which is to say, basically, they they did this right after a grand jury declined to press charges, despite Peter Schefter had that tweet or whatever. It's oh, like, yeah. Ah, God. Now it's day court. <laughs> basically, despite that, like he's not out of criminal legal jeopardy, like in a definitive sense. Like that's still something that could be. That could happen in the future. Um and that's, you know, independent of all the civil cases that have been filed. Some of those have obviously been settled at this point. I believe four of them are still, are remaining, still yeah. remaining. And, you know, other people have come out and talked about, you know, their experiences with him since then and not and like not either filed a, a civil case or criminal charges against him. Those people could still decide to do that in the future. And, you know, I, I, I don't get it from... I mean, I understand their thinking. Like, there's basically their calculus is we don't care. He's going to help us win a Super Bowl. Um, maybe that happens. Maybe they consider that worth it. I don't. Well, I also think it. I also think it shows a, uh, a significant misunderstanding of how the NFL disciplinary system works as well. Right, um, which is basically we can do whatever we want. It's been decided in court that they can do whatever they want. Yes. Yeah, like the, and the NFL, it's like the NFL, it doesn't matter what the NFL, it's like, it doesn't matter if you settle these cases and you know, there's no, 
you know, like definitive proof of you doing something wrong. There's no criminal charges. There's no civil cases pending. We'll just suspend you indefinitely because that's what we can do. And we can do whatever we want. We suspended Tom Brady like four games for allegedly conspiring to deflate footballs. You think we won't suspend you a, a year for these like tw- you know, 22 cases? Like they can do and just They don't even they have want. to have a reason. Like, yeah. And they don't have to publicly state a reason. And they don't have to adhere to any sort of precedent or guidelines that are in their own CBA. Like, Correct. That, in, that fact, is- if the, in fact, if the third party of Sue Anderson suspends him for one game, Roger Goodell can step in and say, no, I think it'll be 100 games. Right. The and NFL like- itself can appeal – the decision Correct. from the independent, independently appointed, um, in not investigator, uh, uh arbiter, arbiter. Yeah. It's not an arbiter cause they're not in arbitration. Or, yeah. Like yeah, right. the, uh, the, the, the hearing officer. Yes. Yeah. Whatever you want to call, uh, what Sue L. Robinson is. Um, the NFL can appeal just as likely as, or the, the NFL has the same right to appeal that the NFL PA does. Yes. Correct. Uh, to, yeah, exactly. Oh, um, uh, Unless there's no punishment, then the NFL can't appeal. That's true. Yes, but it would be a shocker if, if Sue Robinson gave out no punishment for this. Right. But situation. that's the only situation that the NFL can't appeal. All right. So you and I both kind of agree that this matters a, a great deal for the for the for the Panthers, mm-hmm. and matters very little for the Browns in in so much as like they were going to play Deshaun as much as he's eligible this year, mm-hmm. and Jacoby Brissett was going to play the rest of the games, and that they had. They knew that Baker wanted out. They knew that they were going to move on from Baker. I do think that um, from a Cleveland perspective, I would guess that Carolina came to them too with this. It was like, look, we tried to do something during the draft. It didn't work out. This is, this is our final. We, we will do something to get Baker, but it has to happen before training camp. And here's, our, here's as far as we're going to financials. And Cleveland was like, all right, if we don't do this now, there's a chance we just have to cut him and eat the $18 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's either that or Cleveland set a price that Carolina was now willing to meet. Like, it's yeah. either Carolina said, this is, a, you know, our best and final offer, or Cleveland had this price set for a while and Carolina was finally willing to meet it. Yeah, and actually that seems more likely that David Tepper's like, all right, because I said, I've been saying that for weeks. It was like, David Tepper's going to look at this quarterback room and Matt Rule's going to look <laughs> at the quarterback room and realize, like, we are screwed this year and there's only one out left on the table like we have to go get Baker and see if Baker can be a big enough upgrade. And I think he, I think he can be, I think it's a, there, there are definitely question marks. I think it'll push Sam Darnold a little bit, maybe like, you know, two guys from the you know, one and three overall in the 2018 class. Like I'm not saying it'll work out for him, but at least I think it'll be like, it'll, it'll at least it, it'll motivate. I think both guys should be sufficiently motivated knowing that they are going into, you know, a contract season with a last chance to prove yourself and like, if Sam Darnold wants to have any prayer of putting good film on, you know, putting good good tape out there, he has to go out and play his ass off in training camp in the preseason, beat out Baker, and if and if that doesn't happen, then Baker's gonna, you know, Baker's gonna get a chance to redeem himself, and it starts with Week One against his old team, which is just spicy as hell. <laughs> yeah, uh, Baker, like I, I think most people would consider the better option, but yes. from the Panthers' perspective, they have given up more draft capital for Sam Darnold. Um, so it's not, right, so, right, so, like, but is with Darnold playing well be the best case? Because then like, then you're like, Oh, do we have to get Darnold more money? Like, I mean, right. So it's, you know, there's a lot of different things. And I mean, the best case for them is that Matt Corral beats them both out in training camp and he's their starter for the next, however many years. Um, worst but case I would imagine that what was that's wait, why do you think that's worst case? 
Because then I'm just going to get roasted by no roast, roast oh, for you me. for you. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm going to get roasted by Panthers okay. fans. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, no, no. no the best case for the Panthers is that that happens, even though they've yeah, given up yes. all this other stuff for them, because then they have a starter on a third round salary for the next four years. I mean, you know? I really think the Sam Donald trade was simply a misunderstanding of like Dan everything. Like our, everything. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Immediately, yeah. Immediately guarantee his new contract. It was like they just didn't. Yeah, it just. Yeah, it's just an assumption that he was going to be good in Carolina. Um, all right, anything else on uh, Baker to the Panthers? No, I think that's it for me. Um, you know, I hope McCaffrey is healthy this year, not just to to help whoever winds up under center, but, like, I, I want to see that dude play again, you know? Like, it's yeah, been two years now at this point. I think that I think that a healthy CMC, and, I mean, you could argue that, that – you know, I mean, he's still the best running back in the league if he's healthy. We saw last yeah. year in the games that he was healthy, he was still unbelievable. Yep, and it was the 2019 2019 season. Really, you know, they ran him into the ground. He led the league in touches, led the league in you know every basically every meaningful category. Like he just he got too many touches. It wore down his body, and it'd be nice to see him get a full season. But if he does, if like Baker plus CMC plus DJ Moore and an offensive line, that's, I mean, like there's something, you know. Potentially, if you can get out of Baker what they got out of him in the first half, like the second half of his rookie year, and in twenty twenty, yeah, Yeah. maybe. Hey, but it's an it's an even year, so that means Baker Mayfield will be great, dude. That's how that works. It's possible. Um, Can't rule it out. And you can never can't rule anything out, and after after everything, really anything, you can't rule anything out in life anymore. Literally anything, yeah. Anything, anything's on the table. That's right. All right, uh, Dubs, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for hopping on and doing this. That was the Baker Mayfield of the Carolina Panthers emergency pod for Dubin. I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.